Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Dating Dossier. Today is another episode featuring just yours truly. It's just me today. And I figured this week I would actually kind of take it back to the roots of why I started The Dating Dossier in the first place. was that I was experiencing things in the dating world that I thought were exclusive to me like I was so embarrassed by some of the things that were happening to me and some of them felt like they were happening over and over so I was also embarrassed that I was like you know what was I doing to let them happen over and over but it was that embarrassment that I thought what am I doing wrong that I you know, and I'm experiencing these shitty things. That's what they, they were shitty experiences over and over in dating. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? And I think I kind of talked about this in the first episode. And when I would talk to any of my friends who are in the dating world, they were experiencing a lot of the same things. But it was like we weren't talking about it until someone else brought it up, right? Like, I see, I follow an account, She Rates Dogs. It's on Twitter mostly. They do have an Instagram account, but I think Instagram keeps like shutting them down for inappropriate content, but that's the whole purpose of it. So She Rates Dogs is this Twitter account and it's run by a woman and folks will send in screenshots of just the terrible things that by and large men have said to women on dating apps, texting, you know, boyfriends breaking up with them, cheating, whatever. It's it's mostly screenshots of text messages. And what's hilarious, like to me, that I find is hilarious, but it's also like disgusting and sad, is that I've received a lot of similar messages like that, um, which is kind of like, come on guys, get creative. But it, that camaraderie by following accounts like that makes me feel better. It makes me feel less crazy. And so that's what I wanted this podcast to be. And so to do that, I need to talk about those experiences. So this episode, um, I'm going to put the warning up top. It's going to be a little bit of a sorry mom episode. This is not like, I mean, I think they're kind of funny stories, but they're not things I'm super proud of. They're not, you know, what I want to brag about one of my big fears oh I'll be transparent and honest with you guys one of my big fears with this podcast is that like if I ever have a future husband um like he or you know god forbid his mom listens to this and I've put my business out there you know I don't want to say that keeps me up at night but the thought definitely occurs to me so um it's not that I don't feel the vulnerability it's just I'm willing to put it out there because I feel like every single time I share one of these stories, I can see where it makes my friends feel better. And every time they'll share, so they'll be like, oh, girl, you thought that was bad. I've got something to top it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I wouldn't have heard those stories had I not been vulnerable. So I'm ready. I'm going to I'm gonna open up. I'm going to share some um, kind of the ones that... I don't know, they kind of hurt the most, they're the most embarrassing, kind of that that line of thinking. But yeah, there's some sorry mom moments in here, so I'll just put that warning kind of on the top. So I'll start with one that happened, okay, well, first of all, so it's like 
you know, we're in the time of COVID. Um, I haven't been like going out on the dating apps. I haven't had the apps super active. I mean, I'll get on a message back and forth a little bit, but I haven't been super active on the dating apps since February. So keep that in mind. These stories are from February and before that. So they're kind of like quote unquote old, um, but just to keep in mind so you don't <laughs> feel like you have to come after me for going out and, um, during COVID or whatever. But one that happened, I think it was like in January. It was one of the last ones. I was messaging with this guy and we had matched on, I think, Bumble. And we were going back and forth and it was fine. He asked me out within the first 48 hours. That was great. He picked the time and place. It was going to be at this bar um, that's local to me. It's about half a mile away in the town center. So that was going to work out really, really well. So we go to meet up and he let me know that he was there and um, we were messaging back and forth in the dating app. We had not taken it off the dating app. So I think that's a rule. I'd have to go back and look at my notebook, but I think that's a rule that um, just be wary if you're going out on a date and you haven't exchanged information off of the dating apps, because in my experience, um, it's not, it's not going to pan out too far beyond that. But anyway, so we're on the dating apps. We're messaging back and forth. We told each other what we were wearing because it was a Friday night. So it was going to be crowded at this bar because it's like a local hangout spot told each other what we're wearing he told me he got there he told me where he was sitting at the bar now the only thing is he was like he said he was sitting at the right of the bar but it's depending on where you're standing it's like okay do you mean like right center you know whatever anyway told me where he was sitting I told him what I was wearing now I messaged like when I parked and when I was walking up so I had the dating app like open on my phone and we were messaging back and forth and I hadn't like closed out or logged out because I was going to like walk in and be like, okay, I see you. I was wearing something very identifiable. I was wearing my favorite leopard print scarf. So you could spot me really easily. And I walk in, I still have the conversation pulled up on the dating app and I message him when I, well, I get in there and I kind of do a lap and I can't tell like who he is, you know, sitting there and I message him and it, Bumble gave me a notification that said, um, there's plenty more, this match has expired. There's plenty more bees in the hive. And I just kind of stood there for a second and I was like, holy shit, he unmatched me like the minute he saw me, like he unmatched me when he saw me walk through the door. And that still makes me feel like shit. And you guys can, my friends and my family, they told me all the, that's not you, that's him. That's, that has nothing to do with you. That's on him. That's fine. And I, like deep down, I believe that. But I also think it would be silly of me to say that didn't hurt. Like that didn't affect my confidence when that happened to me. Like I think it would be silly to pretend that I just blew by it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's on him. I mean, of course, like I know that. I didn't do anything wrong. He couldn't even have a beer with me and make up some excuse. Like, I mean, he's a gross person. Like, that's a gross personality issue. But it still made me feel like shit. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went back, you know, cried in my car, whatever. Um, Texted my ex. That's what we do. 
you know, but it is, you know, moment of weakness. It is what it is. I might have even already shared about that one where he unmatched me. Um, I might have already shared that on here, but it really did affect me. Like that one sucked that he unmatched me as soon as he saw me. Um, still not over it. So that's one that I didn't um, enjoy. And then I have another one that is just makes me feel stupid, but um, it's on him. Okay, so I matched with this guy on Tinder, but he wasn't just anybody. Like, we had worked together, and I thought he was cute when we worked together. Um, that's all. I was just, I'll just say I thought he was cute, and we were no longer working together by the point we matched on Tinder and we were going back and forth and it was pretty cute. We worked in the staffing industry together. So he was like, oh, are you available for Tim to hire positions? Are you available weekends? Like he was like being cute about it. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm into this. This was around New Year's. And so we were going back and forth. It was like the week of New Year's. And so we were like going back and forth and we were going to meet, but I was going out with friends New Year's Eve night. I was going out in DC and he lived in Arlington. Well, I'm out on New Year's, so of course, what are we doing? We're having a few drinks, and I, like, get kind of brave, and I'm also like, okay, like, D.C. and Arlington are, like, you know, right next to each other, so I was like, okay, I'm pretty much right here. He was hitting me up, like, all night, and I was finally like, okay, like, I'll just take an Uber back to your place, um, and he gives me his address, and we're, you know, going back and forth. And I say that I am in the Uber. So I leave my friends, which is like the reason I say don't do these things, like don't leave your friends, don't do this stuff is because I've done it and it's never panned out in a good way for me. So I just, if I can spare anyone learning the lesson firsthand, that's, that's all I'm trying to do. So I leave my friends, I get in an Uber by myself and I go to the apartment and the apartment has like concierge, like there's a doorman. You can't get in unless you're a resident. But they saw me out there. It's obviously freezing. I was wearing a short sparkly dress, so they buzzed me in. Well, in the Uber on the way there, he stopped um, answering. And he didn't just stop answering. Like I tried to call him, and it was going, it was ringing once and then going to voicemail, and the messages weren't delivering. So he blocked me. Like, while I was on the way from downtown DC to Arlington. And he obviously, he did not just fall asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, if you learn anything about me, it is that I do not put up with excuses. I've heard all of the excuses in the world. Once again, I worked in the staffing industry. My job was getting people to go to work for minimum wage. Let me tell you what, I have heard every excuse there is in the books. What's hilarious is that guys in the dating world use the same excuses as candidates trying to get out of showing up. Um, so no, I do not give him the excuse that he fell asleep. He blocked me. He might have fell fall asleep after he blocked me, but he blocked me. I'm not stupid and I'm not giving him that excuse. He blocked me while I was on the way. So I am sitting in this lobby trying to figure out what to do because I'm also a little drunky. So I'm like, okay, am I, you know overreacting nope the concierge could see I was like clearly upset so they gave me a drink of water I was sitting there 
didn't answer didn't come down I didn't know which room he was in but I also would not have gone up and knocked on the door like as much as I talk a big game like I'm not actually (laughs) one of those you know kind of crazy people even though I sometimes I wish I was um so I just sat there cried a little bit called the uber went home in my shame and embarrassment I've never heard from him I have not heard from him till to this day um, he just never talked to me again, which is weird because it was like we were coworkers, and I was going to show up for New Year's. And I, even though I don't buy the excuse, like whatever he passed out, I would have taken it a few days later, but to just block me forever is uh, weird. But it's not that I would wanted to hear from him and I would go out with him, but just, I don't know. I don't like unfinished business, but so that was another one. Um... There was one who we went out and he was like, had this fancy wallet. It was really expensive. Had some dragon on the back. Maybe it was Louis Vuitton. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about that kind of thing. Um, I think his shoes were Louis Vuitton. I I honestly don't know. I don't care. But I know that the waiter commented on it. It was like, oh my gosh, that wallet is like so nice. Uh, He dropped easy $300 a dinner. We got like three bottles of the most expensive wine, like a bunch of food we didn't eat. Like he dropped $300, if not more, at this fancy Spanish restaurant in the town center. And I I mean Spanish, like it's it's like Spanish, like like from Spain food. Um, And came back to my apartment again. Sorry, mom. It is what it is. Okay, like. I don't know what to tell you, but it was like, he kind of had a lisp. I was, I was just going through it. Okay. Like I don't, I'm not going to make excuses for you guys. It was just a Tinder date. I don't, it is what it is. Um, but the part that made me feel like shit was the next morning. So we went out on a Thursday night actually. So like the next morning was Friday morning. So I had to go to work. But I get up at like 6 a.m., go to the bathroom. I'm in my bathroom. And how my apartment is laid out is that my bathroom is like right next to my front door. My front door is my front door, my like door to (laughs) exit my apartment. Um, It is very heavy and therefore very loud. So I'm in the bathroom and I hear my door open and shut. It's like 6 a.m. And I was like, is this for real? Like you got to run out of here, scream. I mean, he had to have gotten dressed so fast because it's not like I was in the bathroom taking a shower, doing my whole routine. Like I was like in there for like a minute and was about to come out and he was already out the door. Like I hope he was running down the hallway, hanging on to his pants, shoes in his hands. Like if you're going to run out like that, you better look like a cartoon. Well, I text him and I'm like, um, did you just leave? Because maybe he shit his pants and he had to go change his underwear in the car. Like, you know. I guess I give some excuses, but I was like, did you just leave? And he was like, yes. And I was like, uh, okay, that's weird because it's 6 a.m. and you leave when I'm in the bathroom. And he was like, well, you're a selfish snuggler. I paused for effect. I don't know what that means. What do you mean a selfish snuggler? Does that, did I steal the blanket? Like, what does that, what does that even mean? It was weird. So that one sucked. I mean... I didn't really care about him and this so tell me if I'm wrong or not but for me it is very rarely about the person like the dude who unmatched me at craft house 
he was not even that cute. I was just going out with him because he was, he's not like, he wasn't totally fugly. Like, it seemed like fun. Like, I give a lot more chances. Um, I, well, I don't want to say I give a lot more because I don't know what I was going to compare myself to, but I give a lot of chances. Um, it's not totally based on looks, but he was not the end all be all. And yet it still made me feel like shit. The dude who dropped a bunch of money, I was like, maybe, maybe I would have gone out with him again, but he wasn't like, we weren't going to be a thing. I wasn't really feeling it, but I didn't hate his guts, but he made me feel like shit when he left. It's like, so I don't know if the lessons learned here is to be more picky, but my thing is like, you you don't know how they're going to act based on how they look. But I will say in my experience, just because they're not the hottest thing doesn't mean that they're automatically going to be nice. I don't know if that makes me sound shallow or not shallow or level-headed or what, but just because they're not the most attractive um, guy on the planet does not mean they're going to be nicer. So shallow Hal did us dirty, you know, saying you have to develop a personality. Um, I think that affected me. That's why I've tried to be funny, but for dudes, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, just because they're not the hottest thing on the earth doesn't mean they're not going to be an asshole and act like all the, all the rest of the assholes out there. Anywho, so this dude wasn't even really second date, third date, like, continue to talk material. Still made me feel like crap because he left while I was in the bathroom. Again, I make it funny for myself by, like, picturing him running down the hallway, but it still was not my favorite memory in the world. Um, let's see. Those were, of course, the guy who ran away from first episode. That one. Obviously, these stick with me. Um, there are... There are, I mean, most of them just ghost, right? Like, there's one guy who, he was, like, actually super hot. Um, and he like played football for some D1 school out of Nebraska or something. I don't really know. I didn't pay that much attention, but, uh, he was very attractive. He was like six, four broad, blah, blah, blah. But I could kind of tell, like he was just, if a guy asks you on a dating app, Oh, this is rule number 21, by the way, if a guy asks you what you're looking for on the dating app, like pretty early on into your conversation, I I will bet money for you that he's looking for a hookup, even if he says otherwise. I have yet to encounter a guy who asks that question. I don't care what they say their answer is, but who asks that question who isn't just looking for a hookup. Um, And yeah, you can say self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, if you hook up with him, then they're not going to talk to you again. But there are dudes who I go out with who we who that's it we meet at the restaurant and then we go home and that's it and I never hear from them either if we're talking of it's a numbers game I have numbers on both ends of that coin I know that I call them rules but there really are no rules um because it depends on the person like there are patterns of behavior that you can notice that repeat over and over and over but it really just depends on the person um for example the guy I went out with in North Carolina for, I mean, in total a couple of years, but we were never, he didn't want a relationship. We were not, you know, dating. And we were introduced because he was best friends with my friend's husband. That's what I'm talking about. We went out um, for sushi on a first date. That's what we did for the first date. And it was like in March, but it was freezing. I remember it was so cold. Um, 
And then the next day, he invited me to a cookout where my friend and her husband, who I knew would be, and then a bunch of his friends and family. And I went to that cookout, and I had an awesome time. I actually had a bunch of Jaeger bombs uh, and didn't really eat that day. So we can all guess where this is going. And I, uh, like, trigger warning for getting sick, I guess. I don't know. Do I need to put that in there? Um, I threw up in his kitchen sink, which would have been fine, except he didn't have a garbage disposal. So he told me later that he had to, like, clean it out with his hands. I'm sorry. That was so gross. But that's true. That's what happened. Um, And then I didn't hear from him for three weeks. Yeah, I didn't hear from him for three weeks. Um, And I was really upset because you'd think... What are, the, what are the signs here, right? Um, we were introduced through friends. Wasn't a dating app. He was older. And the second day, he invited me to a cookout. I met his sister. I met all of his friends. I met this big friend group. Like, I thought, this is like, okay, why would he do that if he wasn't interested? Well, he had his own stuff going on. He obviously came back in the picture uh, more than once. So... It's, you can see these patterns of behavior, like, they're not necessarily deal breakers, but that's also to say, like, just because you meet through work or you meet through friends, it also doesn't automatically mean that, okay, this one's safe, which is the trap I fall into for myself over and over. I think, okay, since this one's different, it's not online dating, like, it's going to be different. And it might be eventually, kind of like what I was talking the last episode with Amanda, eventually will be the exception. However, for most of them, we're going to be the rule. And the rule is not in our favor, unfortunately. Or the rule is the odds are not in our favor. I'm just going to mash a bunch of sayings together. Um, So you have the negative things they do that are behavioral patterns, but you also have the quote-unquote positive, and it still doesn't mean, you know, it's going to be the end-all, be-all. But let me go back to the Superman onesie that's what I call him I feel like I didn't the 6'4 dude who played football I knew that it was going to be a casual thing and I was like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna hang out you need to show up in a Superman onesie that's literally what I said because why not like why why not so he did he already had it he already had the onesie um he showed up in a Superman onesie and I was like okay cool like that made me feel pretty powerful I kind I wish he got like a flat tire or something um, but he didn't, and then didn't hear from him again, which it was like, I mean, conversation-wise, he was pretty dull, but he was nice to look at, so, um, you know, there's that, but, yep, didn't, didn't hear from him again, even though I thought it was gonna be, it was, like, kind of fun, like, ooh, show up in a onesie, you know, uh, and he did, but didn't go anywhere from there. Then I had a dude who I went out with for about three months, actually. Uh, But we didn't see each other very often. It's that trap I fall into, ladies and gentlemen, over and over. We only see each other like once a week. But we were seeing each other, but he would go through these bouts of not talking to me. And for whatever reason, that makes me like cling harder. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry that I keep bouncing back and forth. But I mean, if you guys are friends with me and you're listening to this, this is how I talk normally. So if you enjoy that, I guess that's what you're here for. But 
what I was going to say is that, hmm, what was I going to say? Hmm. <laughs> Dang. Oh, okay. Guys who say that they are not good at texting. And I can hear you guys right now. I can hear you right now. I can hear you. You're telling me no. My guy is not good at texting because he has to be a fire department all by himself and put out every single fire every single night all over the United States. I hear it, okay? I get it that there are some jobs out there, neurosurgeons maybe, who can't text for four hours at a time, okay? I hear you. I've also been on the other side of it where I try to make excuses for them and uh, I'm still single. But I hear you, right? Okay, but I'm just going to say this. The dudes who say they're bad at texting, yeah, it's because, I'm sorry, this is going to sound really crappy. They're not that interested in you because they just, they don't, they don't care. They don't want to pursue you. They're only bad at texting. No, because I will tell you there is, I get, let's talk about my business right now. Let's, let's talk about my business. That's what this podcast is about, right? I have a guy pursuing me right now who is messaging me all the time, always trying to call me, always messaging me. He's putting in the work. He was one who was not good at communicating and couldn't really text me. And I would hear from him whenever he felt like texting me. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. If you are interested in me, you're going to have to show me that you're serious and you're going to have to work for it. And guess what? He is. I don't know if he's going to continue to work for it. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that it's a bullshit excuse and it's not real when they say, oh, I'm just not good at texting. Oh, I'm really busy. They're busy prioritizing everything but you. They're busy prioritizing games on their phone, games on the console, texting other people, snapping other people, watching Netflix. They're busy prioritizing everything but you. So yeah, they are busy, but you got to pick the definition of busy that you're willing to put up with. And I can tell you what, if you had a camera and could see what they were doing, I don't think you would tolerate them saying that they're busy. Not, I mean, if they say, hey, for the next four hours, I'm going to be, you know, doing brain surgery. Yeah, I get that. But they can't just like randomly be busy and message you whenever. I'm just saying the same dudes who say that when they are interested, they will message you. The ones who are leaving you on red, It's because they're talking to somebody else who they're not leaving on red. And I'm sorry that that sucks. You guys can come after me for it. But data shows that's what we're looking at. So that was an aside. And I don't remember what I was talking. Oh, okay. I got it. Got it, got it, got it. Guy was going out for three months. Okay. We probably saw each other like 10 times total. Not sure. I call him log cabin guy because he lived in a log cabin. What was like a log mansion? It was really nice. Um, but he had, I don't want to sound cruel or that I do not care, but the fastest way to say this is that like his family was dead, like his mom died, then his sister died, and then his dad died very quickly, consecutively. Uh, I should not have even tried to date him like I know he was on the dating apps and he was trying to date and I don't want to tell people how to live their life like I don't want to say like I would make the decision for him so I'm not going to date him because I know he's not ready but he was not ready um maybe I could have altered my expectations I'm not sure but I will tell you 
where I got super uncomfortable was we were on the couch watching a movie in his house one day and he just turns to me and said this is where this is the couch where my dad died and I was like holy crap are you right here where I've been sitting for the past three hours this is where your your dad's body was um so yeah needless to say after that we we didn't uh we didn't, um, you know, so, yeah, he was, like, my dad died here on the couch. He was kind of messed up. Um, I didn't hear from him for a week straight, because I was, like, I'm not going to message him until he messages me, and after seven days, literally waited seven days, petty or not, and, <laughs> petty or not, kind of, like, ready or not, should I, should I run with that? Um, I think we're going to run with that petty or not here I come but I messaged him was like okay I guess we're done because if you're not going to talk to me for seven days straight you're not deployed you don't you don't have anything like going on for seven days that uh you can't talk to me so I was like so I guess we're done he's like why what do you mean so I called him and I was like um we can't like be together you know we're we're, like not a thing because we had pretty much established we were exclusive well I tried to establish we were exclusive I was like hey are we exclusive and he was like well I'm not seeing anyone else right now um so I should have run for the hills then ladies and gentlemen but I didn't I stuck around because I'm always hoping against hope but uh yeah I was like you can't just not talk to me like that's not that's not gonna work and then he decided to tell me that the last time he communicated with anyone consistently, they died. He was talking about his sister, I think. Um, and I was like, you know what? This, uh, this is not going to work for me. I'm sorry. Bowed out of that one. So that was weird. Making out on the couch where his dad died. Like, I don't know. He had three couches, so I don't know why we were sitting on that one. It's not like I chose. Anyway. There's, yeah, there's some stuff going on there. Um, oh, I had one who, if you guys have been following since the beginning, I posted a screenshot of this message. Um, this was one of the ones that, like, just because they do these great things doesn't mean they're going to pan out in the long run. And I don't say that to be, like, a Debbie Downer. I just say that to be, like, Because when it happens to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, how can this, like, how can this be happening when all of these other things happen and I feel dumb? I'm just, I'm just trying to help you not feel dumb for getting your hopes up. Because we should. What is there if we're not getting our hopes up? But our first date, we went to Cooper's Hawk. That was super fun. Had the wine tasting. I don't know if Cooper's Hawk is everywhere. I don't know how big of a chain it is. But there's wine tasting. It's kind of fancy on the pricier side, but not so expensive, like, that it's unaffordable. Um... You need reserve. You should get reservations. You don't have to wear a dress, but you shouldn't wear like jean shorts. I don't know if that's a. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. But went to Cooper's Hawk for the first date. That was super fun. Then I think we ended up at Craft House and like went drinking after. Possibly, I think that's what happened. Um, that was fine. And then the next day, we went out to we went to top golf so it was the next day and it was our second date we went to top golf he paid for everything of course both days um and that was super fun and then i think we went back and watched a movie or something nothing happened i mean this i've already been made it clear this is sorry mom episode so when i say nothing happened i'm not being coy with you guys i'm just being straight up but 
it was fine. Um, took me back home and then didn't really hear from him for like a week. I didn't hear from him for a chunk of time. So then I messaged him and I was like, look, you're, I, I think I waited like a week or three days. I waited a period of time and I was like, you know what? You're off the hook. Like we don't have to see each other again, but it would have been really cool if you didn't just ghost me because you said you didn't play games. Because on the first day he said he didn't play games and then he ghosted. So his response to me was, I'm sorry it took me this long to respond. I wasn't trying to get off the hook. You deserved a faster response, and I do apologize. I had a lot of fun hanging with you, but I met someone that I just clicked with better. I said, that's awesome. Thank you for letting me know. Speaking of guys ghosting and coming back, I had this dude. I don't, I don't remember who it is, but I have this screenshot, and we were texting, and then he comes back. Um, apparently, he responded like, a whole day later but he was like hey Jillian really my bad with the responding to be honest I just wasted the past like month talking to this girl from Bumble and got ghosted all of a sudden I sort of gave up with it you seem cool I shouldn't have been a jerk which is like fine I don't really remember that one in terms of like why we're talking or not but I'm just sharing this to be like they're never stopping talking to you because you said something weird they're never stopping talking to you because you said you wanted to get dessert at dinner or because you, you know, don't like the Marvel movies. Like that, it's never those things. And I know that's what I am constantly playing over and over in my head and questioning when it doesn't pan out with a dude. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? It's never, that's never what it is. It's always something going on with them like again unless you did do something super weird but I just highly doubt that if you're listening to this podcast I highly doubt you did something weird because you're obviously you know like trying to be in the game um let's see if oh um I get ghosted a lot moral of the story those are the those are the stories that made me feel the worst I think I came up with them um, and then some of the excuses I've gotten after guys ghost, um, I actually found the excuse from pirate guy when I said, when I reached out a week later and he goes, Hey, I'm sorry. Work's been insane. Our auger, I don't even know what that is, blew up and we've been running around like crazy. I'd like to get together again. So work's always crazy. Work's always busy. Um, and I'd like to get together again. They just say that like to be polite, which I guess, I mean, I'd rather them say that than be like, no, I hate your guts, and I'd rather never see your face again. But it just sucks that it seems like we can't be adults and just be like, hey, I'm not, you know, not super feeling it. I had another one, which actually goes into rule 22, which is if the day of the date, because this is, a, this is a, one of the first five rules, is that you have to hear from them the day of the date or it's not going to happen. So rule 22, kind of wrapping back around to that rule, if you haven't heard from them the day of the date, by 2 p.m., you need to send them a message and just say, hey, are we still on? Because you don't want it to be 6 o'clock at night and you're getting ready and then they cancel. So I say by 2 p.m., before you've even left work and while you still have time to make other friends because, uh, make other friends, make plans, make other plans with friends because by 2 p.m., that still gives your friends time enough. Hey, you want to get go you know, out for happy hour? 
yeah, it might be last minute for a lot of people if they have kids and stuff, but still 2 p.m. It's not crazy to ask him for an update because that's about four hours before dinner. Like that's a reasonable request. Send a message by 2 p.m. Because if you haven't heard by 2 p.m., he's probably going to rain check. And it's going to sound something like, hey, sorry, I've been asleep. This weather brought on a wicked migraine. Would you hate me if I took a rain check? Still want to meet for sure. Mm-hmm. Never met you, maybe, Stephen. You know how the phone kind of names people for you? That was maybe Stephen. Um, and then I asked him when I hadn't heard back from him. I was like, quick question. Why did you ask me out if you didn't intend to meet? And he said, sorry, I just got out of the ER. I was having heart palpitations at work all morning, was on the verge of a heart attack. My bad, didn't mean to ghost. Okay, if that were true, why do you wait until I message you? And it's not just, it's not like he answered the next day. He answered immediately. I just, things like that I don't believe. I know that's coming across really jaded and really harsh, but I just don't believe those things. Um, I know he didn't owe an explanation to me, because I was just like a Tinder date, but it's just kind of odd to me that you don't talk to me all day long, but then when I ask you, hey, why aren't we, like I call you out, you respond in 30 seconds. It's just, it's just, you know, it's a little, just, you know, don't check out for me. Um, yep, this is another one. Hey, just want to make sure we're still on for tonight. This is another dude. And he goes, I may need a rain check. I haven't even stopped for lunch yet. It's been a freaking disaster all day. Like, okay, why couldn't you tell me that? Um, Let's see. I think those are are most of it. So I just wanted to share some kind of embarrassing stories, some things I've put up with in the dating world. Um, Just... Remember, if they ask you really early on in your dating app combos what you're looking for, they're probably looking for a hookup. If you, if it's the day of the date and you haven't heard from them, text them by 2 p.m. and say, hey, are we still on? That's not needy. That's not anything else. And you're probably going to get the answer that no, you're not on. And now you have time to make other plans. Um, not hearing from them. For an extended amount of time doesn't pan out great but they usually boomerang it is bs for them to say they're too busy to message you like i said i know i can hear you guys right now like coming up with all these excuses for guys um and if you're married to them now like that's excellent you found your exception you you were the exception and that is that's awesome that's what we're all looking for that's what that's what we're gunning for it's just unfortunately we're gonna have to go through a lot of rules before we're the exception and the rule is if they're too busy to message you, it's because they're not interested in prioritizing you. And I can guarantee you the guys who say that are capable of prioritizing you and being up your butt with messages when they feel like it. Um, we've all done dumb shit when it comes to dating. I don't want to say that we've all taken an Uber on New Year's and cried in a apartment lobby but maybe some of you have done that or done things like it it would be awesome if you would let me know so I could feel less crummy about it um you know leaving at 6 a.m unmatching when you walk through the door we've all had those hits to the confidence even if they haven't looked exactly like my stories we've all had those hits to the confidence and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you not to feel that way 
I will reiterate that it's him. It's not you. Like, that dude who unmatched me as soon as I walked through the bar, yeah, he was doing it based on my looks, but that means he's a, he's a, such an asshole. Like, he's a disgusting person. He couldn't even sit down for 20 minutes and have a beer with me when we'd been going back and forth all day long, and I knew he thought I was funny. Um, but he was that shallow that he had to unmatch me. But I'm not going to tell you that that didn't hurt my feelings. And I understand that, and it does suck, and it does hurt. And I wish we would let each other feel those things instead of the immediate response being, well, that's on him. That's not you. Like, I'm not saying to wallow, but you're allowed to feel hurt. You're allowed to feel those feelings. And then you're allowed to be mad, and then you're allowed to get over it. Um, I'm never going to be that person who, if you reach out to me and you say this shitty thing happened, I'm going to say, well, that's on him. Like, that, you know, I'm going to say that sucks. Like, that really sucks. I've been there. I get it. Um, you're allowed to feel those things. You're allowed to take that hit to your confidence. But then I want you to turn it into a funny story. That's still my favorite scarf. I looked really cute. I know I looked really cute because I went and saw my ex that night and he was totally into it. And we can talk about that a different, that ex a different day. But I know I looked cute. I know it didn't have anything to do with the way I looked. Like, I mean, I, I did shouldn't have needed like my ex's (laughs) approval or whatever we ended on amicable terms but um I shouldn't have needed that but I but I got it and that was kind of proof to me we always talk about running data and numbers that was proof to me that it wasn't the way I looked it was that other dude but it still hurt my feelings and the dude who left at 6 a.m like that was just weird I mean I will say that there are some crazies out there we need to be smart we need to be safe um this quarantine like not dating and not being active in that world I think has helped me you know get my head on a little bit straighter in terms of being careful while I'm dating so yeah I'm sorry that I put that out there but I think that's part of it I think that we the secrets and the shame and all of that around dating these days I think that's part of the systemic problem um that we don't talk about it because we're embarrassed and we think we'll be judged and yeah there are probably some people out there who are judging me right now and that's okay I chose to put myself out here. I chose to speak on this platform. Um, But that's, again, I'm here for a dating revolution. And if I've got to put my business out there to make it happen, then so be it. That's what I'm here for. I hope that these stories might have inspired some listener files, um, some listener stories. I would love for you guys to write in. I have a lot of people message me and say, hey, I don't know if you want the perspective of a married person. Heck yeah, I do. Heck yeah, I do. I don't care what your perspective is. If it has anything to do with relationships, dating, um, unrequited love, crushes, I don't, I don't care. Divorce at a young age, whatever it is, like hit me up. I love those stories. And I know I've gotten responses that when I tell my stories, people tell me, oh my gosh, I've had something like that. So I know for your story, there's going to be somebody else who it's happened to and we can find camaraderie. We can have a community. That's the whole reason I wanted to create this. So this episode, a little bit shorter than normal, probably not as funny, but I wanted to kind of get it back to the roots um, of why I created this podcast. It was because I was sick of all of the shame around dating and being embarrassed. And I wanted to take the power back because if I don't laugh at it, then these are sad stories. Um, I had an aunt tell me that she, she almost like, it seemed like she was about to cry when I was telling, I actually called her right after, um, the dude unmatched me when I walked into the bar, I called her and I was laughing about it. I'd already cried in the parking garage, but I was laughing about it. And she was like, I don't know how 
you do this like this is this is awful I don't know how you get up and you keep going out there and I'm like that's it there's just there is no other choice um I don't mean to sound like I'm going to war like that sounds so dramatic I just mean it's easier for me to take it and be hurt cry in the parking lot for 10 minutes and then take my power back and be able to laugh and I knew that was before I um, started the podcast and I told her I was like this is going in the podcast that's what this is for that's what this experience is for it's going in the podcast I'm how many episodes in and hadn't talked about it yet because it's still embarrassing but the whole thing that got me through it was that it was for the podcast so you know what guys if you have an embarrassing story put it in for the podcast it gives you your power back because it's no longer this embarrassing thing that happened to you a it's probably happened to a bunch of us um and b let it mean something let the story mean something let it make somebody else feel better because i tell you what when i have people tell me your story made me feel better I feel a that like you are telling me you feel a little bit better. That makes me feel 10,000% better. So if you write in your story and we share that. Anyway, that's just me begging for listener files. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope you've been enjoying so far. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple iTunes and Spotify. You can also find me on the website Podbean. If you guys would um, leave a review and a rating on iTunes, that would be awesome. I think that helps me like kind of climb in the charts and get noticed and stuff so that would be really cool if you don't mind if you're enjoying what you're hearing um that would be awesome it's at the dating dossier you can find me on instagram you can also email your stories to the dating dossier at gmail.com thanks so much guys i uh, hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time